0: To the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast, recording live in the virtual studios with myself, Barry Worthington. I've got Adam Pendleberry and I've got Paul Thorpe as well in the studio with me this afternoon. How are we doing, lads? Good afternoon. Back in my own studio today. The game we was all looking forward to at the start of the season didn't transpire that way as Paul Cook was sacked the week before. But nevertheless, still a big game, and it ended Wigan Athletic one Ipswich Town. One. Quite a bit of controversy. We'll start off with the officials. Lang's goal, Sam Marcy claimed that the referee had been into it to see them at half time, apologised for the fact that he had awarded the goal because it was offside. He said it with a big smirk on his face, so I think we can call that out for what it was as bullshit. We know it didn't happen. The referee, and and especially the linesman over on the east side, what an awful game he had. I
1: thought you were going to say that I'm not sure if you actually were a linesman.
2: He was meant to be a referee's assistant, and he didn't assist at all, did he? How did he not see the off-the-ball incident? I just think it was a very poor performance all round. Uh, the the only one who came out with a touch of credit, I guess, was the West End linesman, who was average. The other two, <laughs> one out of ten. No, actually, I can't give that linesman one out of ten. He's got to be zero. Kettle one, linesman
0: zero. They're as bad as Gillingham's toilets. first incident that I think we should address is the uh, the chaplain stamp. He, he got to look a little bit annoyed because he felt Tom Peace had gone down quite easily uh, under a challenge and he got a booking for it. Uh, I don't know if he got a booking for the challenge or for his reaction uh, to the free kick. I mean, you see them in, in, in games, don't you, Where A player's steaming away and he goes flying and the referee gives a free kick sometimes you think there's been no contact sometimes there has sometimes there hasn't but it was the reaction followed by as we all sit in the East stand, followed by a blatant stamp on Tom Pierce's foot you
2: missed one tiny bit out as well Barry just before that Um Remember as well, I don't know what he was playing at, but I think he thought he was basically going to take the free kick because he thought it was a free kick for diving and then kick the ball away. So he actually managed. He could have been booked for the tackle if it was a foul. I mean, I don't know if it was a dive or a foul, but he he could have been booked for the tackle because Pierce was aware. He shouted abuse at the linesman. Line on yeah, and then kicked the ball away. So that's three bookings, and then and then a straight red. red. Yeah, that's a pretty good performance. That in two minutes. You know, you
1: know that bit where you get you you miss a game if you pick up five yellows. There you go, there's five yellow what the equivalent of five yellows in 30 seconds.
0: I'll tell you what it did do though, it didn't half wake everybody up. I know it was controversial and we wanted a red, but I loved I loved that five minutes and then what ensued afterwards for the next ten minutes. It was like being at WWE, wasn't it, with the wrestling going on? It was fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, I mean that—that
1: that is great when it's a cold, cold day because it warms your eyes up, doesn't it? You know, and you're getting fired up like that. You—it it don't have to keep the cold at bay. The thing for me, why—why why did he go bananas? If you look at the footage, Pierce doesn't even appeal for anything. The ref's gone to his pocket the minute he's gone. Pierce hasn't even stopped sliding when the ref's got his bloody hand in his pocket to to book him. So you know how we can possibly blame our player and take it out on him? I've got yeah. no idea. Of
0: course, Morsi had to try no it. It.
1: came over as well. Then he were getting involved. Yeah. yeah, well, of course he would. That, you know, that's him all over, is it?
0: Yeah, I thought Morsi should have been booted there, really, because he did come steaming in, Then there's a few handbags, weren't there, being pushed about. Could, and Kettle just seemed to stand away from it all and scratch his head as well. So, oh, what do I do here? Which is surprising, seeing as he's dished out six red cards in 16 games. You know what I mean? He's not averse to giving a red card at all, not a is guy, it? Guy, is he?
2: It was a shot. To be honest, it was it was shocking, shocking performance. Really, I mean, do, if we're staying on the officials, I know it's not the sequence of it. I mean, there were a couple of fifty. I'd say fifty-fifties. I looked at Quest last night. They weren't sure hundred percent. It was very tight with Keen. Very tight. Uh, no, was, um, he wasn't offside. Hard to say, though. It, oh, it ain't really because it, I, there was no angle that we saw that was. Looking well, 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 can can you say categorically that he
1: was offside?
2: No, but I can't say. Well, categorically who gets the benefit? Who gets the benefit of the doubt? I think it's probably played out right, because I mean I don't know really. I, I couldn't tell on that first goal that you've just referred to. I mean apparently Lang they, they were saying on Quest that Lang was offside, but no. because you not? There were enough people no. the on the ball. Line. Came off the keeper. Ball came off the keeper. He
1: he 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 was where he was because he'd been fouled. He should have had a bloody penalty. Yeah, well, I mean, it
2: was, was shocking. We were fouling, because uh, I don't know if you remember. Just before that, the referee had to have a word with them, didn't he? Just before that corner, because there was someone yeah. got in the ball. There was no control, was there, over the game? It was it, they just lost control. The
0: officials. It, it was a free for all, really, wasn't it? You know. It I think we got off in what we expected—a poor game. I mean, as soon as I saw Trevor Kettle's name against. You know the match. I just thought this is going to be terrible. This because he's, he's just an awful referee.
2: I mean, it was a funny. It, it were not like one for the purists that i of but it, it did have something about it. There, it? it were it were always an edge of the sea. There was some. I always felt that we on the break we could really hurt them it just it was just a bit bitty wasn't it because it was he doesn't know how to referee a game it kept it stopped start took ages to restart the game i don't know why we only added three minutes on at the end because he took an eternity didn't he
0: four at the end of the first half and three at the end of the second half the trainer was on a couple of times wasn't there the physio we had that big melee and the goal was scored as well no celebrations after the goal it just felt like there should have been about five or six minutes not not four. And then in the second half, like I say, Adam, I mean, I was thinking probably four or five minutes in the second half, and we just got three. It was a bit strange. The thing that did me as well was, was close to the end of the game when Humphreys broke, and that fullback he, he nicked the ball past him, and it was a leg chase then to get there. First, and as Umfries was winning the leg race, the fullback it was straight, it was right right down our side. You could see it's Clear as anything. Dove on the floor. He threw himself to the floor, or oh, he slipped. there was no contact with Humphreys, and he went down. And we had Lang free, absolutely free, in the middle of the uh, of the park. And it was Lang and Humphreys with the ball at the feet, with just Walton to beat. And. The line off light. I just couldn't believe that. I was like, well, I was, God, Pretty much
2: then, i have to say, because I'm a bit further down than you, than you two are up. And he, so I had pretty much the same view as the linesman. In fact, he was a little bit nearer than me to the incident. I don't know what he was seeing. I had no idea what he was looking at, that linesman. He was ab- absolutely shocking. I mean, honestly, I've never seen one as bad as him. He was definitely the worst line Well done. The worst I've ever seen.
0: There seems to be a new trend now, also, of players. I mean, he started by Shrewsbury on Wednesday, but he's dropping to the ground, holding the face, like they've got an head injury, when nobody's been anywhere near them. And it's which you are doing quite a lot yesterday, it's which players. And I don't know if it's trying to get a player booked to sense off or, or trying to get the game stopped, but that's the only thing that I can kettle any credit for, he didn't buy into it, and it played on two or three times when they'd gone down, and and they jumped up because there was nothing wrong with them. I mean, one guy he looked like he was ready to go to a and e, you know, wigan infirmary. When the ball went out to play, jumps up and sprints off. What on earth?
2: The bad, bad these, yeah. I just remembered though last last season. I think it was. I think we were playing Doncaster. I'm sure it was Reese James, the, the, uh, not not the Reese James, best player in the world ever, the other Reese James. I'm sure the ball hit him in the face, all pelt. And the referee didn't stop the game. You know, normally they, they, they stop it for anything. And that one, he's took it forward in face, point-blank range, and he didn't even stop the game. I just honestly, the officiating for the last two, three seasons at this level has been absolutely atrocious.
0: And that's another thing with Kettle. Like you said, though, the the... Inocuous stuff, he was pulling up, he was a th- so finicky over the throw ins pushing people back to take it from, from ex- the exact spot, not even a foot away from where it was, the exact spot. Yeah, sort of letting what you are not so leg breakers, but quite meaty challenges go, go unpunished. You know, he was, was like.
2: Well, it were a bit pointless as well, Barry,
0: because he kept pushing them back. Uh, I know
2: they were just in, probably just in front of where like you and Thorpe are yeah, in first half, I think it was. He kept pushing him back, and then he kept creeping back forward, and by the time he took his run up, he was back to where he started.
1: I think it's nice to see a, a throw-in taken from where the ball goes out for a change. You're right in the sense that you push him back, but then they still creep anyway. But, you know, all, all they've got to do is book a few, and then it'll, it'll stop, won't it?
0: Well, I mean, do what, what they can do, which is uh, award the, award the throw-in to the opposition. Let them take it from yeah. 20 yards and say, I've told you, you take it from there, so throw in the other way and do that. And that's within the rules. So do that. Getting back to the game itself and the goals, uh, when Norwood came on, he's only made two appearances this season, not scored a goal. It was inevitable he was going to put that ball in the back of the net, wasn't it? The free kick that led to it uh, was a stupid free kick to give away. Callum Wang sliding in with his wrong foot. Uh, uh, Tendai De Rico would give him... What was an almighty bollocking for it, which he was he was right to do. This is what Langley needs to just think a little bit more. So he got they got the free kick in, in, in a brilliant place. They put the ball into the box, but it pinged about and it hit Max Power on the heel. and just dropped at his feet didn't yeah. it, and it's
2: oh yeah, it was just luck. It was, but that you know, that's it's you're good strikers, I suppose. Which you know what? I thought he was a decent goal scorer, for me before he went to Itch, which he always seemed to be, you know, one of those that he's always seems to be there, but Puck didn't rate him, did he? He never really played him.
0: Of course we had the chance to win it with Keane's Edder from the free kick. I mean, that one put us two 0 up, once it? But how many goals has he scored in that from that position this season?
1: No. no. The thing for me it is we, we sat here, we are frustrated it, as buggery with the officiating. Uh, and the fact that we've had a goal disallowed that it shouldn't have been, we've had a good chance that he's put just wide. We're still sat in the box seat, we game in hand and win it and we go top. It's ours, it's it's still ours to lose, isn't it? People have got to overhaul us if they want to win the title. Yeah, Simple yeah. As that. So we sat here frustrated in that situation. It's in place to be.
0: Of course it is, yeah. And I just want to talk about something in talking points at the end about winning it. And I've got a comparison to make to, to last season. I mean it's good that we're frustrated it's good that we're frustrated because we've not won a game you know what I mean we feel like we should we should be beating everyone so we've got this this confidence about it it's not an arrogance but a confidence and the players were frustrated as well it's a good good thing to to have because we're going into every game we play now confident that we're going to pick up the three points and we've got some some big games coming up over the next couple of weeks so we'll see where we are come the end of the month but you're right, Paul. You know, it, it, it is a good place to be. Performances yesterday, Tom Pierce started. I knew there'd be a change left back. I didn't think Bennett, Joe Bennett would be risked against so soon after his first game. So, but I didn't really think Pierce, I thought we might have gone three at the back, but Tom Pierce came in. thought he had a great game.
2: Yeah, I thought he did really well. You know, I thought driving forward, he was coming back reminiscent of last season, wasn't it, really? You know, where he was bombing forward and very unlucky. Good save from Walton. Good strong hand from Walton when he broke through. Thought he had a good defensive game as well, uh, and used the ball, used the ball well. Yeah, I think we had four or five players. I think that were very much above average yesterday. Uh, even, even probably better than that. There's a few didn't have the best games. I thought Matt didn't have his greatest game. I thought he was a bit anonymous really, which is unusual for him because he always seems to be buzzing around, doesn't he? And unless he had a particular role to play that. You know, like he was maybe stopping Morsi dictating it or whatever, but we didn't see much of him yesterday, did we, in his usual sort of driving it and playing them long passes and things. But... You know, he's uh, he's had a lot of good games this season.
1: You think, for me, Morsey and Evan, Championship midfield, and they they were kept quiet and, and on top of by Naylor and Power yesterday. Again, Tom Naylor, another great performance. But I, I didn't think Power was that bad, like you say. Maybe it's it, it was a little bit anonymous, but actually, to have kept those two quiet in their midfield, they've done a good job. Yeah, um, I thought,
0: I thought Naylor and, and Power were, were quite good. Power's deliveries again, and... and... Obviously Jimmy McLean's delivery for the goals, what we scored off, Sort of, you know from the corner, they, they were quite good. But man of the match, I was I was undecided who to choose when I did when I did it on the uh, on the poll. And it was a toss-up for me between three players, Pierce, Tom Naylor, but the guy I went for because he's on fire, Callum Lang. But I thought Lange yeah. Had a really good, a really good game, full of energy and enthusiasm. I know I've mentioned him about giving that free kick away, but that's what he's like. Isn't he? he's just so excitable on the pitch, and he wants to, he wants to get stuck in. He wants to win every ball. He wants to argue every decision. And he's, he's quickly becoming, if he's not already there, he's quickly becoming a, a, a proper Latics legend. The man of the match was voted for by Progress with Unity listeners. Both on Facebook and on Twitter was in fact classics number nineteen. Callum Lang,
2: I give his energy level. He's running, he chased everything down, and then everybody good runs. Did he do as well? We were just taking everybody on.
1: It was interesting. Certainly in the first five minutes, it looked like Will Keane was playing the more advanced role, and Lang was sat behind him, which was obviously the other way around to what they were the other night, which I thought was interesting. I, I, I don't, I didn't see them switch back. I presume they did at some point, but and that's just a bit of variation. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because obviously Keane's a taller player, isn't
0: he? Uh, he's, he's quickly becoming the guy, instead for the club, the talisman. I'm, I'm glad he's he's got that four year contract over his head as well. <laughs> to yeah. put put teams off sniffing around him. And the stats from the game: we have 52% possession, with seven shots, with three on target. Ipswich had ten with three on target, with two bookings. Lang and Deriqua. They're both add suspensions and quickly picking the uh, the yellow cards up again. The attendance of 10,296, which for a December attendance is quite good for Wigan Athletic. There was 1,077 away fans. I'd like to do a big shout out to Colin Lung and Conor Donnelly. They both came over from Ireland for yesterday's game. I bumped into them both as well in the supporters clubs. Good to see you, lads. And it's great that we've got that international feel about us as far as spectators go. I don't know if there's any other international fans there yesterday, but uh, they certainly went and bumped into them. So good to see you both. Talking points. Mm. The final three games of 2021, we've got Oxford... crew away and Fleetwood at home. Nice little run in there towards the end of the year. And I was looking, been looking at the table from this time last year. I mean, we're doing quite well in comparison to where we were this time last year, as everybody will be aware. After 19 games, we were sat 23rd in the table on 16 points and just four victories.
1: 16 points says it all, doesn't it? You know, compared to now where we we sat there on uh, 42 points which is you know it's, it's some some difference i don't know what there is to really say about it we, you know the, the contrast
2: is is unbelievable i have just had a quick look at the slightly diff- not a direct comparison but 22 games in uh, 4 years ago uh, under Paul Cook and we were top on 51 points uh, we're only so 20 games in aren't we at the moment yeah so you, you know you say you know what's best case scenario I had six on so we're not actually too far behind where we were and that was a completely different wasn't it because essentially there we we already had a lot of the team didn't we at the start of the season you know Cook he brought a few in didn't he but pretty much you know he already had the nucleus of the side didn't he you know he had his Powell was there his, his Grig was there his Jacobs was there his Byrne you know so I, I think you know it, it's not like for like is it from four years ago and I think the job that Richardson's done from where we were in July to where we are now and keep us in that league last season from that position as well what an absolute well we said it on a Number of occasions, but can't speak highly enough of them. It. Been fantastic.
0: Yeah, just looking at this uh, league table, part from last year, this time last year, if we look at the teams that won promotion at the end of the season, it were the teams in third, Full City, fifth, Peterborough United, and 12th, Blackpool, who got promoted. So I think that shows that even at this stage, even at this stage, that it's, it's still wide open for anybody. Uh, the only thing about it, I'd say, is we're rather on top now on 44 points. It was Lincoln City on 38. So the top clubs have gained more points this season than what they did last season. But it just still shows that nothing's a foregone conclusion, is it? You know, I'm talking about our confidence, not arrogance. Still got to go to win it every single game that we play.
1: Yeah, I think this is the bit where I've been a little bit frustrated in the last few games because we, we seem to have an awful lot of patience. Which, you know, I think if you're the team chasing points, you don't have that patience. You you know, you, you are going out to win. We're, we're going out expecting to win, but going out making sure we don't lose. Whereas I think if you go out with the mentality of we have to win, it just gets a little bit better to watch. I'd I'd rather be, like you say, the team that's, that's sat in fifth and chasing a promotion rather than the team that's sat at the top hoping you don't screw
0: one up. It's a bit like that Formula One, isn't it, what's uh, finished today where Lewis Hamilton sat in pole position uh, throughout the race and he ended up screwing, you know, he got screwed right at the death with uh, Max Verstappen not only claiming the race but claiming the world championship as well.
1: Yeah, I I mean, mean, you look at that, you've got The Verstappen making bold decisions, and you know, and you'll have Hamilton's team making conservative decisions because they don't want to screw it up. I'd rather be the team making the bold decisions. I think at the moment we're the team making the conservative
0: decisions. So, thinking about all this now and what you're saying, let's have a dark horse apiece. I'll let you go first. Out of that pack, oh, who are you seeing as the dark horses?
1: Right. Let's have a look. Is it dark horses, really? If you know, if you pick Sheffield Wednesday, because I mean, they, 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 they're just outside the playoffs. They started fairly poorly. They're coming on a bit stronger. I don't know whether they will qualify as dark horses, though, because you know they are one of the biggest clubs in the division. But yeah, that's—I mean—that's where I—I I, I would say. Although, I mean, you go back three weeks before Paul Cook got sacked, I was saying Ipswich would come strong, but obviously that was
0: slightly wider the mark, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll pick my dark horses to make the playoffs at least. And um, do you know what? I'll go for Shelton Athletic. I mean, they've come from a, a bit of a struggle till they got rid of Atkins and um, they've surged up the table and they've been putting a few wins together. They'll be my dark horses at this stage. We're back on Wednesday with a preview of the Oxford United game. We'll be looking forward to that. Christmas is drawing ever closer. Yeah, it's nice to have a week off, isn't it, in terms of mid, no midweek game? You said that, but uh, it's been announced today that the under-23s are at the DW Stadium on Monday, and it's free admission for season ticket holders. They, they play crew and it's a 7 pm kickoff. So if you fancy that and you're a season ticket holder, get yourself down there. It's free to get in. Right. On that note, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from us. <laughs> Up the ticks. Up the ticks.